Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Oh, wow. Oh, fat, grumpy old man. Yeah, welcome. I'm glad you got that on camera. The fat, grumpy old man has oh, joined me tonight. That one on the camera? That was on, on the camera. Was, um, it's going to be on the podcast now because we make these into podcasts too. Whoops. Welcome to the podcast. If you haven't met my husband yet, aka the fat, grumpy old man, this is Herman. Yeah, sorry. I was never mind. I was looking at him. <laughs> But we did have a funny thing happen earlier this week, which is that we had um, some people cancel from my Strides membership and we reached out and asked them why they canceled. And basically they said that I was too nice and that the best part of Strides was when Herman joined and was brutally honest with her about her video. So that's funny. We're a good, we're I, a good mix of things because yeah. I tend to like sugarcoat stuff, and you're just a little more. I prefer to be diphemistic as opposed to euphemistic. Yes, absolutely true. Yes. Why use a happier word when a worse word would work? Yes, I don't know. I yeah, <laughs> he made me cry once when we were first like dating, and he was trying to teach me how to um, ride his horse cue, and he started yelling and. I started crying. And, I got excited. Yeah. I, I took excited. it very personally, the yelling. I don't do the yelling. Yeah. But it works for some but people. But what was it? Was it the rowing of the boat? What did I say? No, I was trying to do a half pass. And you were like, he can't, like, I don't know. I or just remember was, you're. I got excited. Yes. There was a I lot of yelling. You are a really good teacher, though. I do try in between the shouting and the yelling. I try and explain some concepts. <laughs> Tell them about Levi when you get upset. Oh, yeah. So when I start, Where is Levi? Levi, come room, on. Um, I've discovered that when I start getting a bit excited and loud, then Levi takes it upon himself to climb into my lap just to help me calm down. Like, he'll lay next to me if I'm teaching and everything's normal. But when I start getting excited, he climbs in my lap. He's like, calm down, Dad. Yeah. Levi's like the emotional support dog. So if it starts getting too exciting, then, I know then... he's in my lap and I need to tone, tone it down a notch. Yeah. Yeah. So what's coming up? We have a lot of exciting things coming up in the year ahead. So I think, I hope you guys are all have some nice Christmas holiday plans. Let us know in the comments what your plans are. We are going to be blanketing horses and feeding horses because our groom is going out of town. So that is our holiday plan. But honestly, I love going to the barn during the holidays. I think that's really fun. Because there's nobody there and it's just it's, us and our horses. Yeah. And it's quite lovely. It's very nice. But we'll be doing blankets and grain and all that good stuff on Christmas Day. And then New Year's Day is the goal setting webinar. So if you haven't RSVP'd yet, the link is either above or below. I'm going to be doing my goals before New Year's Day, but I have a lot of really good tips to help you guys with how to structure your goals, how to set your goals, and then hopefully helping you guys achieve your goals in the year ahead. So 
be sure to come on New Year's Day. You probably won't join me, but I'll be here. Unless there's diving. Diving and go, go, do you have a goal about diving? I want to get a tuna. But didn't you get a tuna last year? Um, it got off. It got off. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Okay, Chloe has a question. What are some tips to remember a dressage test? Um, the odd numbers turn left. And it's for me, it's all down. After I get the right the correct turn in the beginning, that's all good. Um yeah, so to explain that though, that means training level test one and three turn left. Training level test two turns right. And that's the same all through the levels. That's a really good tip. So in second level, like one and three turn left, two turns right. And there used to be a test four too, way back when. Yeah. So both those, anyway, it was a long time ago and it's not relevant anymore because it doesn't exist. So odd numbers <clears throat> turn left. And then um, once you change directions, for the most part, you're doing everything again, the same way you just did it. Um, and so I have to kind of, I've got to remember the test as a whole. And uh, I don't always practice it on my horse. I hold the test. I walk around in my kitchen. Yeah. <clears throat> the other one I do is I read it and I trace it on my thigh with my fingertip. And I just go yeah. through it that way. I go yeah, like I this that. with my finger. I go mm -hmm. like track left, circle, across a diagonal. Um, yeah. I do that a lot. But it's important to practice it when you're not riding because you can only do it so many times with your horse. It's not fair to ride the test like hundreds and hundreds of times with your horse. So you definitely want to learn it when you're not on your horse as well. That's super important. And practice, practice, practice. I think it gets easier once you kind of understand how the tests are structured. And like Herman said, that they're more or less a mirror image. Like you do the same thing to the left as you do to the right that can really help you to um, figure out how to memorize it. And uh, apparently this person is in the Northern hemisphere getting over the bad cold. Yay for bad colds and cold season. Yeah. We had one together. What was that? Yeah. Weeks back? I think we both got RSV. Now my assistant has it and my horse is coughing. So I don't know if horses can get RSV, but I think maybe I gave it to Harvey, unfortunately. For the person who is drawing it on their pillow at night, uh, does it help you get to sleep eventually? Because I'll just keep riding the test and my leg anyway. But if that That's helps, funny. that'd be good. Oh, yeah, someone else does one. it at night. Okay, question from Catherine. Please explain more about what the jump is that you want in the canter. Oh, that's good. Okay, jump in the canter. So, jump in the canter has to do with activity and airtime because. The canter is a three beat gate. So it's outside hind leg is beat one. Beat two is inside hind leg and outside front. Beat three is inside front. And then there's suspension where all four feet are off the ground. So when you want more jump, you want that suspension phase to be longer. And it's important that we want the jump to be uphill and not downhill. Because a lot of horses, when you ask for more activity, their croup kind of comes up and they go on the forehand. You don't want that. So jump is about airtime and also being able to control the tempo of the canter, that you can make the canter a little smaller and quicker. Do you agree? Yep. Oh. Nothing much to say about that. Um, but before you try to get it smaller, quicker, make sure that it is jumping forward. You cannot collect what you do not have. Okay. Amy. 
Hi, Amy. I know she's here tonight. Looking for more stuff to do with three loop serpentines. I've got leg yields at the apexes and transitions when we cross the center line. Anything else you can think of? I'm trying to work on half halt suppleness and engaging the inside hide besides just doing circles. Um, three loop serpentines, you could do like 10 meter circles at each corner yeah. in your three loop serpentine. Well, and you can do 10 meter circles at the center line too. Yeah. Um, you do it the direction you're coming. Let's say you're doing your 20 meter circle to the left. What I'll tend to do is do a net a 10 meter circle to the left inside that and then change it to the next 20 meter loop and then do that 10 meter circle at the center line and then change the bend to the left for the for the 20 meter loop again. Yeah, I just did a great exercise um, when Jody was here. But what we did was we were trotting on the three loop serpentine when you get to the quarter line walk and then when you get to the center line halt and then walk yeah. and then pick up the trot again and on the loop. And then when you get to the quarter line, walk, halt, walk, trot. So like anything like that. And then sometimes I'll do three loop serpentines, but then I'll even do like a four loop serpentine or the German serpentine to make the loops just a little bit deeper. So, you know, just right, mix it up. Here's the center line and you'll go make your loop you go back against it a little bit and yeah. then turn so it's not perpendicular to the center line so it looks like a german serpentine looks like ribbon candy since it's ribbon candy season you know how ribbon candy it like folds back on itself with loops that you can do a serpentine like that and that really really challenges your horse's suppleness for sure yep you can't show it that way though but yeah for schooling it's very good um Oh yeah. So Anne says, I just go, go watch Lottie Fry. So yeah, this weekend is the London horse show and Lottie Fry, I think she got like an 83 in the ground in the short Grand Prix. So That's, she's incredible. Yeah. We'll have to pull that up and watch it tonight. It's always so inspiring to watch her ride. I think right now she's like, she's my favorite rider. She's amazing. And Glamourdale's amazing. So we'll have to watch that. Okay. So there's another question. How do I time the flying change? And this is, I've been working on my flying changes course. It is so good. I'm so excited. So I actually did a slow-mo version of the canter and working on that flying change. You're giving me a look. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'll show you the video, but the timing for the aid of the flying change, like I just said, there's three beats of the canter. So outside hind leg and then inside hind leg and outside front leg together and then inside front leg. You're going to ask for the change when that inside front leg is on the ground because the horse needs to do the flying change during the suspension phase. So when all four feet are off the ground, that's when they can do the flying change. So you ask just before the suspension phase. Do you agree? Yes. Good. And I just count backwards to get the timing. Yeah. I go four, three, two, one, and eight, and, and it just, I get into sync counting backwards. Yeah. yeah. You definitely want to get the rhythm of like now, now, now yeah. change. That's super important because what's so hard about the flying changes is that everything has to happen in a millisecond. It's all right now. Yeah. So it's, they're very hard. And so if your horse doesn't hear you or if your horse isn't organized, there's so many things that can go wrong. 
And what's tricky about the flying changes is it's there's no gray zone. Like either it happens or it doesn't. Yeah. Like when you're starting to do a pirouette or a half pass, you can kind of do like a really bad pirouette or really bad half pass. But the flying change is pretty black and white. Like either it goes or it doesn't. And that's, I think it's one of the hardest things to teach um, horses and riders how to do personally. Okay. Next question is from Kathy. Oh, I can't load it. We're having difficulty with the walk to canter transition in that the head still goes up a bit. We've used the information from your videos. Um, without having seen us working, do you have suggestions which could make what I want him to do more obvious? Um, I don't know what you put in the video. Did you do the haunches in, shoulder in on a small circle thing? Um, I probably had her, her do shoulder in, but not haunches in. That might help. Because... Or, I mean, I, I think about it too, is on a small circle, do haunches in, haunches out, haunches in, haunches out, haunches in, haunches out, and then make the canter depart. Or full pirouettes into a canter depart. Like walk pirouettes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then I think if you know that your horse wants to bring their head up, you're going to have to make them a little extra deep, like make them a little lower and rounder before you ask so that you can be a little bit proactive about knowing that they're going to want to put their head up a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, and you can sort of cheat at doing it haunches in, although that's not the greatest thing, but. Okay. But I would go, yeah. Walk pirouettes into a Canada part or haunches in, haunches out into a Canada part. And when you do the haunches in, haunches out, I mean, when you put your leg on that, the hunch is gonna move over like right here right now it's not like okay and maybe and then i'll ask you put your leg on and it has to move yes response to the aid that's one thing that we're always working on is like minimal aid with a maximum response that's like the the you know we're always striving towards that okay page what are some exercises to practice shoulder and then haunches in in a smaller space during the winter, the majority of my rides are confined to a small indoor arena that's about the size of a 20-meter circle and without any true corners. You can do shoulder in and haunches in on a circle, for sure. Um, and it's always good to practice it at the walk first. I think that, you know, especially when you're learning and your horse is learning, it can be really valuable to practice shoulder in and haunches in at the walk. Okay. And what, yeah, and you want... On that 20 meter circle, you do a quarter of the circle and shoulder in, and the next quarter, well, you're going to take some steps to develop it, but still, you come from shoulder in to straight to haunches in and work that on the circle. And then if the horse is having trouble, you can descend the circle and then push it outward back out. You know, you bring it into 17 meters or something, then push it out to the 20 or 22 or whatever space you have. Okay. Her next question, how do I ask for the counter canner? My small indoor doesn't really allow for a shallow loop and is currently too tight for my mare's stage of development to ride a 20 meter counter canner circle. So I would work on the quality of the canter in that case. I wouldn't worry about the counter canner because the counter canner is a test of your canter quality. So the better that you can get your horse to collect and stay active and get balanced in the canter, then it's going to improve your counter canner. Counter canner is one of those things that 
if you do it too much, it kind of, I think of counter canter as a test of your horse's balance and collection. And then you have to go back and work on your counter, on your canter itself. And if you don't have the space to, for the horse to make some mistakes in its balance, and you get a lot of times in the counter canter, you've got to go a little wider and a little longer to give the horse a, a chance to figure out what's happening. And if you don't have that space, then you make it too difficult and you've got to set it up for success. So you can give it a whirl in that space, but if it's if you're losing the balance and the horse can't keep the gate, just stop. Wait till wait till the, the weather's better and you can get into a bigger a bigger space. Yeah. Um, okay, Lorena, could you please give some hints on how to get more opening of the shoulder in the half pass to get more angle? How does the neck look in the half pass? Is it straight or curved? Okay, to get more angle in the half pass, a couple of things. You go first, because I already know what you're going to say. Uh, turn it into leg yield. You're going to say, look where you're going. Yeah, because if you <laughs> That's look what at this, you always, always say. <laughs> look where you're going. And it never fails that when people look at the spot and then you ride a little bit medium in your half pass and you're looking at the spot, you can see the horse go, oh, we're going there. And then they push more to the spot. So definitely look at where you're going and then you think a little bit medium. But then you can always change the bend, ride leg yield get sideways, get sideways, and then turn it back into half pass. Okay. And in the half pass, your horse's neck should be bent. Like, so if you're above, you should see a bend in their neck and you should put the letter between your horse's ears. So if you're headed towards K, you want to put K between your horse's ears. You should have this bend in their whole body and then they should go that way. Well, except that behind the saddle still straight no the horse is bending in the whole body yeah but it's not like a, it doesn't look like a c yeah it does no that okay the horse bends in the body obviously the okay behind the saddle doesn't bend as much as in front of the saddle right, but there's bend in the body fused. okay so i have to find more questions okay we should talk about Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? Uh, what? What's a horse gift that you should buy someone for Christmas? What are the best horse person gifts for Christmas? Uh, well, I'm sure we're going to get some answers yes. here. Let us know in the comments. What are the best gifts for a horse person? I will say the best gift is um, gloves. Because you always wear them out and they're so expensive and you always need more gloves. If anyone wants to send me gloves, send me gloves. Oh, someone, Donna, sent me horse cookies. I have one in my pocket. There are these like German stud muffin things. I think they're like molasses and oats. So horses like those. That's a good. Oh, sun shirts. Yes. Sun shorts, warm gloves. Um, gloves and horse cookies. Yes. Uh, C4 belts. I don't know what those are. Do you? What are C4 belts? Uh, maybe C4 is who makes them. Maybe one of those. Oh, Starbucks gift card. I like that. I'd like some Starbucks gift card. What we're going to buy for each other. This is really funny. 
we don't have good blankets on our bed. And so I like all right, so for her mom's like all right, so if half, all right, up. look, it says if half passes haunches in on a diagonal line. Now I've heard that said a lot, except that if you look at what haunches in is, right, the footfalls aren't right for half pass because the front legs are going straight and the hind leg is crossing over. That's a haunches in. In half pass, both outside legs are crossing over both inside legs, okay? And in haunches in, head, neck, shoulder straight, parallel on the wall straight, and then the bend happens at the saddle inward. So... Yes. But that can be a really helpful way. Like haunches in is a prerequisite for, for half pass. And so it can be a helpful way. And there are, there are judges who say that it is haunches in on a diagonal line, but the footfall in haunches in and the footfall in half pass aren't the same. Okay, here's a good question. We went through that with Morton Thompson once at the clinic. Oh, did we? Yes, we well, I don't remember maybe that. you didn't, but uh, there was several of us. And yeah, um, haunches, half pass is not haunches in on the diagonal line because of the footfalls. Okay. Very technical over here. How do you explain rain contact to a beginner? I hold the reins. They hold the reins. I hold the reins and I make them follow my hands. Yeah. And it's, and then I get my hands hard and I get stiff and I pull them out of the tack and they go, yeah, see, elastic feel. That's how I do it. But I think rain contact, it should be, I always describe it as like if you're holding a child's hand and leading them across the street. So you want to be able to feel your horse's mouth and, and guide them. Like there should be contact there, but it shouldn't be rigid or it shouldn't be too strong, but you definitely like, want to feel it. Like you need to feel like carrying, carrying your dog. You're not going to squeeze the life force out of it. And you don't abandon, you just cuddle it. You just carry it. How do you handle performance anxiety during clinics and shows? Um, breathe yeah. and focus. I think I've been reading this really good book about focus and like getting in the zone and getting into flow. And I think that it's something that you really practice at home. Like the more that you ride and that you have a relationship with your horse and you focus on the basics you have to get to where that takes over, even at a show or at a clinic that you get on and you follow your routine and you do your warm up and you get into that connection with your horse and in the moment. And then that helps a lot with nerves, I think, is just having a routine and getting into flow. Yeah, the focus is what I just focus on what I'm doing and then the other stuff gets less important in my mind. Um, okay, here's an interesting one. What are the fundamental differences between the aids for walk and trot from the halt? So if you're at the halt huh. and you're going to walk versus trot. Uh, for the walk, actually, I think I just use less of my seat, really. It's just more my leg. And in the when I go from halt to the trot, there's more of a lifting that I do and push them out. Yeah, I think it's about the intensity of the aid. Like if you're going to go halt, trot, it's a little more intense. And then like her mom said, when your horse goes to trot, your seat has to be willing to follow that because your horse is going to go into a more powerful gait. 
as opposed to um when i go for the walk yeah i just pretty i just really just close my calf and my seat's a bit more neutral and when i go from halt to trot it's my calf and my seat's a little more engaging and we bounce off the ground yeah um okay let me find more questions i lost my questions we have to find more questions. How can I teach my young horse to balance? He's having trouble picking up the left lead canter. Transitions. Transitions and suppleness. Suppleness is really important. Usually if your horse is having trouble picking up one lead or the other, it's because they're very asymmetrical in their body. So serpentines, circles, leg yields, all of that stuff is going to help. And sometimes horses, when they're growing, they go through phases where one lead is more difficult than the other. And so that's that's kind of part of it. Um, but yeah, just keep working at it. And I was, yeah, and you, leg yield. Like if you're going to make left lead canter, leg yield to the right. Okay. Next question. Mind to body connection. Any advice or tips on how to achieve while riding mind to body connection i think that a lot of people struggle with that that you know their brain is working but their body doesn't do what their brain so is the, telling like them the awareness of what their body's doing yeah and just like getting your body to cooperate because i think that that's it's hard when you're riding you're trying to stay with the motion of your horse and and do all the things and sometimes it's hard you know, your trainer tells you to put your leg back or to stop bouncing. And it's hard to get that. Oh, that, um, is that yeah. like when I tell people just to shake it off and start over? Yeah, that's a good one. Because I, I've, when I watch people get too rigid and they're just stuck and they're overthinking it and overanalyzing it, I just I want you to I want people to erase the chalkboard, right? Just get stop writing any sentences, erase your chalkboard shake it off take a big deep breath and then start again yeah so that you can reconnect to your body so that it's just not information 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 and then you suffer what is that um the paralysis of analysis <laughs> yes we all suffer from that i think it's hard riding there's so much going on and you have to just like yeah focus okay Best out of the saddle exercises to develop muscle memory to help riding. That's a hard one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think that it's that's the hard part is like the only way to get better at, at riding, riding is, is riding. riding. We used to go to this barn in Germany and they had that written in German on the wall. Want to learn how to ride? Ride. Yeah. No, I think it was the only way to get better at riding is by riding. And, and I think that's really and The exercises true. that I do outside of the riding, I mean, they just help my overall fitness and my endurance and my conditioning and yada. But yeah, the actual skill, the feel, the balance, I only get that in the saddle. Yeah. But you have to be fit. I mean, that's one thing that yeah. I stress all the time is, you know, when you think about your position that you have to come to your ride and be in control of your body and be symmetrical and be fit. And, and it's important to know that riding can't be your only form of fitness. Like we both, 
go to the gym and exercise and stretch because if you don't do anything outside of riding, you get really unbalanced. And also I think stamina, you know, you need to do some cardio so that you can go more than one round around the arena without being out of breath. I mean, I think that you have a big responsibility to your horse to take care of your body and to take care of your fitness outside of the saddle. I think that's really, really important. And especially for you guys that don't ride 10 horses a day, um, it's really important that you take care of your fitness. So So that's our soapbox on that. That's our soapbox on that. All right, let's go have dinner. What's for dinner? I don't know. I mean, Tell them what you made the clients. For, we had a, a party for our clients on Sunday. And we make it every year for the holidays. You make it. It's, it's, well, yeah, I guess it's not a we. That's just all yeah. me, isn't it? So I go lobster diving. My wife. <laughs> and I catch the lobster. And then uh, I think I had 16 for the dinner. It was about 20 people. I make a, I make a risotto. Lobster um, risotto. Lobster risotto. Takes, it was so know, good. Three and a half hours or something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do get lazy now. I just buy the stock. The, buy the, lo- lobster, the lobster stock. stock. I, I, in the past, I have boiled all the lobsters and skimmed it and made my own stock and no more. Yeah. But it was really nice. And we invited all of our clients to come. And we actually had it at one of my clients' house. And um, it's nice to do. It's fun. We've got such a good group of clients and everyone knows each other and the husbands come and the dogs had a blast. They all like ran around and Levi went swimming in the pool. If you follow me on Instagram, I I posted a video of Levi jumping in the pool, Um, but it was fun. And the lobster risotto was delicious. And we have some leftover. Yes. So maybe we'll have that. Anyways, thank you guys for being here with us. Thank you, Herman, for joining us. Everyone loves you. I think they love you more than me. I doubt that. <laughs> You're very um, blunt and to the point. So okay. I- I'll have to be more like you. Bye, everyone. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, Get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.